team. <laughs> we've had something to cheer for and root for, and just rooting for sports again. I think it was such a, a reprieve and a, a nice way to end a Friday. Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. We are taping Friday night a little bit later. A little tardy. Because we wanted to incorporate the TBT in here. And unfortunately for the House of Pain, it did not end well. Actually, it did it end did. well, it fairly well for them. Just, just not the not result. The final result. Yeah. It was fun there. I, that was crazy. There was sports. N- there was no way. Uh, yeah. Well, well, I'm sure we'll get talking <laughs> about this, but <laughs> I'll save it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're going to talk about the House of Pain coming up. It was fun just to have sports back. I really, really enjoyed it here as we were watching on ESPN for the last week. So. A nice reprieve after a terrible Thursday for the sports world. And mm-hmm. we're going to break this all down here coming up. The Big Ten announces that it's going conference only. So they're going to lose three games for Illinois football, uh, volleyball, soccer, cross country, all losing their non-conference seasons. And those are maybe more important for those other sports as opposed to football. Yeah. And then as well, the IHSA announces that it is repealing some of its measures that it mm-hmm. came across. No more contact for high school sports in this summer period that normally has a lot of contact right. just six days after the IHSA approves a lot of these things. It says, hey, I don't know, we need to scale it back here. We're going to break all that down coming up here on the 3-in-1 podcast. But we're going to start with the TBT. And Marley, I've had a couple people ask me, like, what is this TBT? Because it really takes a back seat a lot of time. If you think about uh-huh. everything in perspective that's going on this time of year, usually we're halfway through the baseball season. The all-star break is about this time. You've got NBA free agency, which takes over yeah. ESPN for a pretty slow month overall. Usually July is playoffs. Right. I mean like NBA playoffs are just wrapping up. Right. Right. You've hired, you've already had the NBA draft, um, you know, hockey's over by this point. So like traditionally in a national scale, July is pretty laid back. But TBT still kind of took like a back seat to all of that because NBA free agency is is number one in July. But now there's nothing going on. Yeah. And TBT is the first basketball to come back. And this is fun. It is fun. All eyes and ears. uh, Whether you're an Illinois fan or not, I think it's just cool for fans to be able to get that experience for a lot of teams. I mean, they played against uh, the Dayton alumni team today, which they were also primed to have a big NCAA tournament run. So I think for for fans, for players, and everyone in between, it's just the basketball that we missed out on that we now get to experience. And it's just the unknowns of sports. I think that's what, for me, why I love sports, because you truly never know what's going to happen. I mean, you can have a great idea of, okay, I think this team's going to win or whatever else, or Vegas says this for a line or whatever that may be. And then you just don't know. Something to bet on. (laughs) Right? I mean, you just have no idea what's going to happen in sports a lot of times. And that's what we saw at the end of the House of Pains game with the Red Scare on Friday afternoon. Mm -hmm. They were down 22 with about five and a half minutes left to go. They go on a 15-to-1 run, House of Pain does. And all of a sudden, you had... Red scare, being a little scared. Scared. I, mean, <laughs> I knew like, you were gonna make oh, that pun. Oh <laughs> wow! Like, hey, this thing's not over quite yet, and this is win or go home for every, you know, everything. Yeah. Like, there's no consolation in any of this. You're not getting paid if you don't win the whole thing. And so, I don't know. It was fun. Yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed the ending. But man, they had some big time issues there in the second shooting. Ooh, House yeah. of Pain did, and they did not look nearly as crisp as they had the first yes. couple of games. And then the tables turned. And it was kind of the red scare at the end there that just, like, could not put a shot down. 
it was, I mean, it ended up working well for the Illini, but man, that yeah, I went was back and looked at it. Uh, Red scare <laughs> missed 11 of 13 field goals. And yeah, time. I mean, that's what it takes to get you back in the game, right? right. That's what you've got to have. But that was the best Elam ending by far that I've seen in the basketball tournament yet. I mean, we had the entire newsroom there <laughs> gathered. Everyone was like, no way they're going to miss this other one. And then Red Scare, miss another shot. House of Pain puts another one down. And right? I think it's, like you just said, it's like it's been a while since we've had that rush, like that feeling of watching something competitive. Because honestly, the reruns don't do it for me. Yeah, they have right. the reruns of all these incredible games that happen, blah, 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 but it just doesn't be a live sporting event where you don't know what's going to happen. And I think that's what makes the NCAA tournament so great, right? That's mm -hmm. why I miss out on that so much this year. I think we all realize just how great of an event that is because you truly never know what's going to happen. You're going to have Cinderella's. You're going to have teams that come out of nowhere. There's going to be upsets. There are every single year with a double-digit seed making it to the Sweet 16 or Elite 8 or even farther than that. And so mm -hmm. this was kind of like, for me, that little bit of juice, like, oh, yes, this is Rush. great. This is fun. <laughs> you know, and when you see a guy like Andres Feliz who puts up a team-high 17 points, 14 mm -hmm. rebounds for Feliz in his, in his game on Friday. I mean, that guy is just an... This, I feel like, is the exposure he needed. He didn't get to play on the NCAA tournament right. stage. Um, I'm sure his agent right now is <laughs> making hope. a ton of calls and, and trying to get this guy somewhere. But I definitely think he has um, a bright future professionally somewhere because he certainly showed that he has the resiliency, the perseverance, and is willing to sacrifice a lot for this sport. And I think that was what was fun is just giving him this opportunity on this stage, you know, mm -hmm. because he didn't get to play in the tournament, like you said. And this was kind of his tournament to go out there and show himself. Just like with Io Desumu, in my eyes, that was his proving ground to go out in the NCAA sure. tournament, in the Big Ten tournament, where there are way more eyes on him to prove that he can do it on a big-time stage. Yes, it's one thing to, to show you know, on just a regular Big Ten game that you can perform at a high level like he did and be clutch. It's another thing to do it at the Big Ten tournament and even another thing to do it at the NCAA tournament. He needed that, right? And so for me, this was gratifying that Andres got this opportunity on national TV to go out there and, and shine, just show yeah. how much of a bulldog he is because I think that's what stood out to me. Yeah. And we already knew that, right? I mean, that's nothing right, new. Right, right, right. But who more deserving than him I yeah. mean all the times that we've interviewed him you know he's just a guy that always in my eyes has put the team first so for him to see uh the success that he did in the tournament and uh just kind of lead the team to a great run I think he has a lot to be proud of yeah and he's gonna get a contract somewhere I think he's gonna do really really well at the next level Mike Dom struggled uh, I realize he had today, 12 points yeah. today but four of 12 shooting just one of five from three I thought that Red Scare did a really, really good job limiting him and making his tough, uh, his shots really yeah. tough, you know. But he's he's a baller too. Now, looking he forward, is NBA caliber, right? I mean, he's got opinion. the offensive yeah. potential. He's got the size. He's got the mm -hmm. length. I think he's got the shot to maybe get a chance at the next level. And if there's any time to do that, right? I mean, maybe now, right? Like mm -hmm. if you need an invite. You know, into I don't know what the bubble situation looks like, whether teams can invite players in. I'm going to doubt that at this point. But if there was an emergency situation or whatever and you needed a guy, hey, why can't he fill right. in for that? At least I think he's going to get an invite to a camp at some point down the road, which is showing what he was able to do. Now, for me, looking forward at this next year, if they can come back and if they can get yeah. – just some of these players back again obviously getting a guy like Mike Dom would be fantastic if you could bring him back on a next year 
right, if we're looking forward here. Because a lot of these alumni teams play this every year. Yeah. You know, like the Ohio State team, Carmen's Crew, this has been like their – they've been in every single year. You know, yeah. they won it last year. I think that's how you build some camaraderie with the team, and, you know, that's how you ultimately get a chance to go deep in this thing. Yeah. If you could get Feliz back, obviously that would be big time. Great. Dom would probably be my number one guy uh, mm-hmm. to, to try and get back. He adopted back. Illini. Yeah, right? <laughs> I feel I mean, what... He said that, too, yeah. like in his post-game stuff. He said he, he's feeling the love on social media and Twitter and all of that, like getting people back. I thought Kyle Vinales was pretty yeah. good, too. I mean, mm-hmm. he he showed that, man, he, he can really light it up a little bit. He had 11 points today, 4 or 13 from the floor, didn't make a 3, but – you know, this Illinois alumni team struggled from three, and I think that was one of their biggest downfalls on Friday. Uh, six of 23 from beyond the arc. That's going to be tough yeah. to win games doing that. Absolutely. <laughs> but Billy Garrett, I th- I, he was oh, he good was today. Uh, he really struggled some of the other mm-hmm. games. Uh, that was a little bit frustrating to see. LeRon Black really didn't do much. I was going to say, <laughs> you mentioned him. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, he was on the team. He <laughs> didn't even get in the game today, or he didn't contribute with the point. doesn't look like. Um, I I don't know if you want him back next year yeah. if they're gonna you know do this again. Obviously, getting a guy like Ravante Rice would have been huge for this mm-hmm. team um, with his shot making ability, and he plays defense pretty well. Egwu just kind of is what he is, you know. He, yeah. He's the program all time leading shot blocker for a reason because he plays great defense. He's not going to give you a lot offensively, but you don't need that if you surround him with good shooters. And then Malcolm Hill struggled I'm surprised. today. Uh, three for eleven from him today. He just yeah. didn't look like he had his. He stuff. in this tournament, he didn't shine the way I expected him to. Because I wasn't here when he played for Illinois, and I was expecting like, and I was expecting him to maybe be more of like the Mike Dom of the team. Sure. Um, but I know maybe his role in this was was being more of of a leader in in that sense and kind of bringing yeah. uh, the team together. Definitely a great leader. You're not going to find a better leader than Malcolm Hill. And I think that's the struggle, Marley. In this is like, how do you figure out your roles? Because they didn't mm-hmm. have much time to practice with oh, the quarantine and everything else. So the teams that have been around, and you know, like Carmen's Crew or this overseas yeah. elite or some of the other teams that you know have been around and and really have, have been established in this TBT, I thought they were going to have the upper hand no matter what. Yeah. This is just a first year for this team. You know, none of these guys have really played together. Yes, you have guys like Egwu and Hill, you know, Black Finky. and Finky that played together, but those aren't the main core of this team. You know, the, the main core of this team was Feliz, Hill, Dom, and t- take your pick between Vinales and Garrett. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, those were kind of your core guys for this team, and – They'd never really played together before. So I thought all things considered, it was a lot of fun. I think Illini fans and Illini Nation really rallied around yeah. it. At least that was my sense on Twitter and from people coming up to me and asking me and texting me and everything else. So uh, I call it a success. I mean, you beat I the top seed so too, yeah. as a 16 seed. You went out and knocked off the defending champions. I thought that was a, a pretty good success. And it was fun to watch in this climate, in this day and age that we are right now with COVID. I was just really excited to see some live basketball. Right. Oh. We missed it. We deserved it. <laughs> right? Can we just say that? Can we just say, like, with everything going on, and, you know, you have Wednesday, and I think everyone is pretty high on Wednesday after beating Carmen's right. crew. You know, you're feeling good. And then you get Thursday. And Thursday was <laughs> <What a day. laughs> uh, something. So we had, I had seen some stuff on Twitter Thursday afternoon, uh, shortly after 12 o'clock, that uh, it was our buddy Derek Paris um, down at Channel 1450 in Springfield. Yeah. He had t- he had was the first one I saw tweet out that the IHSA was taking back some of its return to play guidelines or changing them, altering them a little bit. And so I did some investigating, sent out some texts, and 
just talking to some athletic directors around the area, and they got an email that said that there's going to be some differences. And here are the three main differences that the first email said, because I think this is all the complicated part, that during our three-minute sportscast, I just, and 2.30 right now, we're only yeah. down to two and a half minutes. Well, I mean, good thing it's 2.30. Yeah, right? Like, we're not, days. Com- <laughs> we're not complaining about that most days. But on a day like Thursday, it's tough to process all this information in a short amount of time. And so this first email that came out uh, shortly after 12 o'clock on Thursday put a change into the phase four guidelines for the IHSA for all high school athletes across the state. And it said there can't be any more contact drills, physical contact among athletes. All persons must wear masks. And in parentheses, it says we are working to determine if this includes outside while social distancing. That's the key there because if you're outside and you're a football player and you have to wear a mask, or even if you're not a football player, it doesn't matter what sport it is. It's brutal if you're trying to work out in 90-plus oh, degree heat with a mask on. I'm not even sure that's safe. We'll get to that in a second. The third one is there must be a strict 50-person limit to all indoor activities, and that would include any spectators. That's not really new. That was in the guidelines right. that came out last Friday. The main sticking point here is the second one. The masks. And, and that is was huge when this came out, and I got flooded with a bunch of texts from coaches and people around the area just saying, hey, what is going on here with this? It, you know, are, are my kids going to have to wear a mask? Mm-hmm. Well, according to this, it did. And yeah. that didn't sit well with a lot of people. I mean, our <laughs> our social media blew up after we posted this on Facebook. I'm not sure if you've looked at it recently, oh. but we had close to 500 comments from yeah. people just mad, frustrated, you know, ticked off that there's this change just six days after the IHSA comes out with its phase four guidelines saying that there can be contact, that there can be competitions, that you can have seven on seven or summer shootouts or, or volleyball teams working out all those crucial things that would lead us back to the fall sports. And then this drops six days later. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not surprised because when we were first going through the initial phase four guidelines, I feel I met it with a lot of skepticism, like, with the social distancing standards that they had in place and just players being close together, playing offense and defense, uh, especially in football when they're running drills. And, you know, you got an offense and a defense going against each other. Now they can't even do that and they have to wear masks. I think they were a little quick uh, to maybe decide on that without – maybe there should have been like a three and a half or a – Yeah. Instead of a four all the way. Because we were saying like phase four doesn't – feel any different from what they normally would have been doing just right, it was with essentially, the exception of coaches having to wear right. a mask it was the same as it has always been in the summer mm-hmm. there was no difference to that and so yeah. that's where we had got on the track and thinking like hey this is positive football could be yeah. back i mean last friday when that came out marley i was pretty energetic and thinking this too. this could happen i mean we might be at a point now where if the testing numbers continue to trend in a positive direction here that we're we're going to have sports back now, yes, after yesterday, I don't feel that way. I mean, yeah. I'm almost on the opposite side of the spectrum now that like if this is how it's going to play out, then I don't have good positive vibes that we're going to have high school sports this fall. If you got to wear a mask, you got to wear a mask. But at some point, there's going to have to be an offense and there's going to have to be. Right. A if you have there's to wear masks, there's, there's not going to be football. There's just no yeah. way. If, if these rules continue, there's zero chance they're playing Mm-mm. football this fall. It's just not going to happen or soccer. 
you know, volleyball, there's con, you know, you're close to each other. It's just, yeah. it's just not possible. I think in volleyball, you could potentially play with a mask, but that's a lot to ask of an athlete. I know. You know, and as a parent, I don't I know if I, feel, if, if, as a parent, Marley, if I have to send my kid out there with a mask, they shouldn't be playing to begin with. Yeah. That's how I feel about 100%. it. 100%. And you know? it's just not, I if mean, if you're having to wear masks, then it's probably not a good idea to be having contact with people. Yeah. And it, it's not the most, not that like comfort is the biggest factor in this whole thing. But I mean, so for example, at the gym I go to, they're requiring you to wear a mask when you work out and it's hard. Like yeah. you get hot and you get sweaty and get gross and it's just not pleasant. I, f- I don't know. It's uh, not great. No. <laughs> and I don't expect a kid to perform with the mask on you know i think that's completely different so that's yesterday at about 12 12 30 ish then the ihsa sends another note to athletic directors because this was not made public all right this was all just emails sent to athletic directors across the state that we had obtained copies of so the second uh email that was sent out said due to an increase in positive cases bingo there's the reason that it's changed of covid19 among high school teams around the state the illinois Uh, The IHSA and Illinois Department of Public Health are jointly collaborating to modify the IHSA's Phase 4 return to play guidelines. The modifications place greater restrictions on coaches and student-athletes in order to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Important changes include limiting physical physical contact and an increased usage of masks. The former restricts schools from conducting contests against each other in most sports. All right, so this just eliminates any chance of competition right now. And this was something I think that maybe we didn't clear up well enough last week. These phase four guidelines that came out last Friday were only for summer contact days. Mm -hmm. This did not allow competitions to start in the fall. Yeah. Neither do these restrictions. And so for competitions to get back in the fall, the IHSA has to come out and put new guidelines to okay that. That has not been cleared so far. Now, I was told the IHSA will have a board meeting on July 24th, which is the last Friday of this month, and they will then formulate a plan for August. That, to me, is about the latest you can go because the the first practices are scheduled for August 10th 10th. for all sports. And so I don't know how you can go much later than that where you're going to have to make a decision and say, look, we're either having sports or we're not, or we're delaying it at some point yeah i think you could delay it a little bit maybe yeah, buy yourself get a vaccine tomorrow another or... four weeks maybe and that's essentially what the big 10 is doing mm-hmm. right but how much is that really going to change you know in four weeks i think it's a little bit different for the big 10 and we'll talk about that coming up here in a couple of minutes there they have testing they have all of these things that maybe can help them a little bit there's no way the IHSA can test all of its athletes. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. And so you either have to, like, in my eyes, you know, say, hey, we're playing or we're not on July 24th. Right. And that's going to be a tough pill to swallow if they're not playing at this point. Yeah. And I know there's been, I mean, maybe just in the college landscape, there's been talk of, okay, pushing a football season to the spring moving baseball and softball to the fall but even at the high school level i just feel that's very unfeasible to do it's going to be tough because then the question becomes what do you do if you play football in the spring let's just say it's 14 weeks which would be the normal schedule and look nothing's normal about this they could certainly shorten that you could have less teams in the playoffs you could do whatever you know to make that number maybe not quite as long but if you started in early march you're going to go all the way till june well then what do you do for the next year in August. Yeah, do they turn around and come and play? Exactly. That's where the tough thing comes in. 
And coaches that I've talked to don't want to do that because they don't want to put their juniors and, you know, younger mm-hmm. players at risk there. That's a lot of tackle football in a short amount of time, yeah. you know. What and if you're a senior going to play in college? or Would you even right. play that spring? And I think would that's you risk a tearing question. your ACL to get your senior season of high school football? Correct. It's, I uh, would not blame a high school kid one bit if you're a senior and they move you to the spring and you don't play. Oh, 100%. I agree. And that's going to be a really, really tough thing for a lot of kids. Now, that's a small percentage of kids. Mm -hmm. But still, that's you're taking something away from those kids. There's not really a good option here, right? There's better options than not. But not playing is an option now that I think is is on the table. And I think it's always been on the table, right? But now I think it holds a little bit more prominent place on the table. It's getting closer to that centerpiece where it's like, hey, this is is real here, Mm -hmm. you know? And... They're going to face pressure from multiple different angles here. And this is what's interesting to me, Marley, out of all of this. Okay, so this first one uh, that was sent out yesterday, this first email, mentioned the governor's office and the Illinois State Board of Education. Okay. All right, now this was all just sent out to athletic directors. Once again, this has not been made public to the media or anyone else yet. Okay, so this is just information we have from athletic directors sent out in an email by IHSA Executive Director Craig Anderson. Okay, so he said in this first email that they are trying to align more with the ISBE. Well, the ISBE has much more restrictions than the IDPH in that Mm -hmm. sense. The IDPH oversees the IHSA. They work together in that to come up with these, uh, you know, protocols and guidelines and whatever else. As far as I know, the ISBE and governor's office had not been involved in this with these two, yeah. until maybe Wednesday, this select date, until let's just say this week, to be fair. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, they had not been involved in that. Now, that's a lot of power. That's yeah, a lot of that. people with influence <laughs> coming in on that. And to me, that's going to be one of the biggest questions we have moving forward is who is calling the shots here? Yeah. Who has the power? And what will the IHSA decision be made based upon all of those factors. Because if we know anything in this world, right, it's all about power and money. And a lot of times power (laughs) is way higher than money in that sense. So who's going to be calling the shots? These are questions legitimately that I have as we move forward here towards the end of this month. Mm -hmm. I don't have an answer to that. I don't know. I don't know if the IHSA has an answer to that. But I think it's a serious question now as we move forward here with these really tough decisions that are going to have to be made of who is going to call the shots. Yeah. And I we talk about it all the time. We we say, "Man, I would really hate to be the person making these decisions." So I don't blame Craig Anderson for maybe being no. like, "Hey, let's bring in the big dogs to sure. help because <laughs> this is an unprecedented situation and no one's really been through this before. I mean, it's been 6 months at this point now since the start of the year and I don't know. It's it's just kind of one of those things where I kind of thought we were going to be at the end of it by now. I was sort of <laughs> looking as football season as a light at the end of the tunnel, and it didn't really dawn on me until maybe a month or two ago that, hey, maybe, you know, fall sports might not happen. So it, it'll it be interesting for sure. I think for me it's always been in the back of my mind, like, hey, this is a distinct possibility. But I always just hoped, right? I, was I like, always yeah, like had we this were... optimism that, hey, but it's going to be fall. It's going to be hot outside. Right. These things are going to go away. It's going to be fine. We're going to be back to normal by, 
you know, August 28th or whatever that first Friday is. I think it's August 28th is the first games for high school football. It's like, hey, we're going to have Friday football fever. It's all going to be fine. And now I don't – I'm – I mean, I'm almost pessimistic now. And, like, I hate to say that, but for the reality of where we're at right now and what's transpired here in the last 24 hours, I can't sit here and talk and be – optimistic about what the future looks like yeah. i we, just think there's too many hurdles to climb right now to get back and in, in what is this six weeks away from what we're supposed to be having the first game mm-hmm. it's just kind of like delaying the inevitable you know i feel yeah. this with the ihsa coming out with their phase four um i guess what's the word i'm yeah, I mean, it's they Friday. amended it, right? Yeah, like yeah, they, the amendment, the amendment. Uh, it's just kind of one of those things where, you know, when we were waiting for the spring season to be canceled, we kind of knew it was going to happen, but I just I didn't do it initially. This kind of seems one of those things again. It's just this cycle that seems to keep repeating. Right. I'm getting bad flashbacks from March when this whole <laughs> thing started. Here we go again, the next wave of it, it seems. Right, and I've heard so many people on Facebook and seen where you're just like, hey, just rip the Band-Aid off. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this isn't happening. I mean, the sooner and they cancel it, if they do, I mean, I'm not going to say that they're, you know, I'm trying to have a little bit of hope. It's it's dwindling, but there's a little there. But don't you want, if they know this is going to be the decision, wouldn't they want to tell the kids earlier so that they had more time to mentally heal from all of this? Or move to Indiana or whatever else. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen that. I mean, people are talking about that, Marley, on our comments on Facebook, I which mean. I try not to read because it's brutal. But, you know, people are thinking about that, right? Because all of the states around us are playing sports, mm-hmm. and Illinois is not. And you can formulate whatever opinion you want out of that, but that's just the reality of the situation right now. And so I, I don't know. I don't have the answers. I do know that there's a big outcry of people out there that are just saying, let these kids play, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, these kids need to be able to have the opportunity to play. And if they're not going to, then I agree. We just need to rip the Band-Aid yeah. off as soon as possible. And that's going to come here in the next couple of weeks. You know, that July 24th date, I think, uh, looms large for mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people here in the IHSA. All right, uh, what else looms large is the college landscape. And the Big Ten announces yesterday that it is canceling all non-conference games for all fall sports. The Pac-12 follows up. Uh, a little earlier this this evening and decides that it will also only play conference games. This has big-time implications across the country. Illinois is going to lose three football games. Their opener against Illinois State was on September 4th, supposed to play UConn here at Memorial Stadium in Champaign, and then also Bowling Green. It was the easiest non-con schedule Illinois had maybe ever, certainly in a long, long, long time. It was all set up for Illinois to go 4-0, and Right now, their first game is scheduled to be at Rutgers on October 3rd. Mm -hmm. Rutgers, not a good program. New head coach. That's a winnable game as well. Illinois has started the season 4-0 two times in the last five decades. Like This was all just a line for Illinois to get out to a 4-0 start. (laughs) You know, it's the best team Illinois has had in a decade (laughs) right on paper. And I've heard a lot of people saying like that it's just so Illinois, so Illinois, right? And okay, it is what it is, right? But uh, what was your reaction yesterday when you saw the Big Ten was canceling its non-con games? Yeah, like I said, it was just kind of those flashbacks back to March when it was in the middle of basketball season, right before you know spring sports were getting into its height, and it was kind of that swarm of 
you know, just a media frenzy. Like everyone's on Twitter. Oh, this is canceled. This is canceled. This is being postponed. They're canceling this game. They're taking away this. Uh, and it just seems like the cycle is is going to come back, unfortunately. But I mean, also, we should point out that the Ivy Leagues, they were the yeah. ones in March way before everyone that said, hey, we're not playing that's spring where, sports. That's where it really repeated itself because mm-hmm. the Ivy League was the first tournament to cancel. Mm-hmm. It's men's and women's basketball yep. tournaments. And then short time after that, everyone else followed suit. Yes. Now the Ivy League earlier this week comes out and says they're not playing fall sports at all. Mm-hmm. How long do we have here then yes. until I, I need, it's, all fall sports are canceled trust, again? We should trust the smart people, right? They're the, the Ivy <laughs> Leaguers. I don't know. <laughs> it, and it's kind of one of those things where um, – we're just delay, delaying the inevitable. You know, it's not – I mean, I definitely saw this coming with the Big Ten, that they were going to take yeah. out all the, the non-conference games. Um, but if you – are they really even just going to play the conference games? We don't know. And I just as much as I have doubts about high school playing, and I have way more doubts about high school not playing than college, I think they're going to do everything they can to try and get this off with college football because there's so much more money that's at stake. Right. And I could see them canceling other sports and trying to leave football as much right. as possible. Uh, there's just billion, literally billions of dollars at stake mm-hmm. for them to play college football this year. So I think they're going to do everything they possibly can to get it off the ground. But it would also not surprise me at this point if there's no if college sports happen. this fall. You know, and maybe we're left with just professional sports. And at this point, I have doubts about professional sports. Mm-hmm. You know, it's way easier to keep them in a bubble, quote unquote. Uh, baseball supposed to get started here. Basketball and the NBA get started at the end of the month. NHL, NHL is supposed to restart. Golf's already going. That's easy, though. I think you can do that yeah. way easier than these other team sports, you know. And so um, I don't know. I, if I had to put a gauge on it, because somebody asked me this yesterday. OK, where are you at with high school sports? With 100% being you're playing, 0% you're not. Last week, Marley, I was probably 70-30 they're playing. Yeah. I was moving in that direction. I mean, I was pretty confident. I was excited, happy. We were making some plans to go out to see some, you know, high school practices and and get to that next level. (laughs) Now are you (laughs) 30-70? I think I'm flipped here. Is that too far? No, no doubt. I feel the same. But it's, it happens to us every week, you know, something will come out or some news will break and it's one week. No, there's not playing. And then the next week. Oh, yes, they are. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Right. I'm on a, the, what's, what are they called? The little thing that a seesaw. You're right. We're on a seesaw. Yeah. We're going back and forth. Every, and everything every changes week. so quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where the finality of some of these things, because we're, there's speculation galore. Right. Everyone wants to speculate. Oh, we know this. We do that. We're, we are definitely playing high school sports this fall. I've seen some states say that. You know, and their uh, directors or whatever else. I'm like, okay, you can't know that, right? I mean, we're in a hundred year pandemic. You can't sit here and tell me you know anything because I don't think anyone knows anything at this point. So I kind of laugh at everyone saying like, okay, well, this is going to happen or we know this or whatever else. But for me, when there's finality like there was yesterday with the Big Ten, they're not going back on that, right? No, they're not changing that. Mm -hmm. The finality with, you know, the Big Ten tournament was canceled. And then just a couple hours later, oh, no, this is serious. Like. The spring is canceled. <laughs> you know, that's that was such a that's domino final. Effect. That's a blow. Right. And like those things hit heavy. They're hard. And so for me, just seeing this yesterday. Yes. OK. The high school news was maybe not quite as final. Right. Because those things are changing mm-hmm. and there's going to be more changes in that. But for college, like this has big time implications, right. you know, especially and I think of a team like Illinois State. You know, they were scheduled to get 
a, a lot of money. I read close to $500,000 from the U of I. A lot of times these are million-dollar contracts yeah. that these teams are scheduled to get and, and supposed to get. Eastern Michigan last year got paid more than a million dollars to come to here come, and yeah. beat Illinois at Memorial Stadium. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's not ideal, right? Like, <laughs> you're not supposed not to do that. Not the way they drew you're, it up. You're I not supposed think. to have a buy game that you lose, right? But, like, <laughs> those are major revenue sources for these mid-major teams, and those are gone now. So I think of a school like Illinois State or even UConn, you know? Like, their financials are a disaster. I've read multiple stories about that. But, like, all of these teams are relying on the money they're getting from mm-hmm. these buy games, and those are gone, you know? And so there's just so many uh, implications that come out of all of this, and yeah. it, it's just bigger than, okay, well, we're just not going to play conference sports. Right. And I think know? there's more time now that's being put into these decisions because initially when the Big Ten basketball tournament was canceled, it was like, this is canceled, this is canceled, this is canceled. It went boom, 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 one after another. The dominoes just fell like that. Now it seems to be a little more slowed out, maybe to wait and see if things do get better and if there's the possibility that. But let me ask you this, in your opinion, how much is going to change in the next month? Right. I Is it? I like, don't I don't know. see that, yeah. right? I mean, I don't really see us at a point four weeks from now or six weeks from now, or let's just say if we get to, like, if these first games are October 3rd, mm-hmm. right? That's the first Saturday in October. Is it really going to be that much different from now until what is today, the 10th? So let's just say September 10th, Mm -hmm. two months from now. There can change a lot, right? Like we've seen that, the change we had from, you know, March 12th, that day that everything was canceled up until July 12th here coming up. You know, that Mm -hmm. that can change a lot. We flattened the curve in that, but we're also seeing spikes. And so where's the answer for those spikes? I don't have the the, the science, answer, right? Yeah. I mean, like, this, this, the science, they say, is going to guide it, and it should. Mm-hmm. But, like, if we're being realistic here, is it really going to change that much? Yeah. Well, it's, I don't know. How long are we even going to be in this pandemic? We don't know. And does playing college football really make that much of a difference? If we're going to be if we're gonna be living in this pandemic, let's say, for another five years or so, let's hope not. But let's say, I mean, does it really make that big of a difference if people are playing sports it's a great question we can't live in fear we and i think that's where a lot of people are at now marley is like we just can't live in fear we're like we're we're never going to start our lives again if you're constantly living in fear and so i get that right i mean i completely relate to that i also completely relate and understand a person like milo weifler that has major concerns you know and that's okay too i don't think there's a wrong answer in this right but where do we draw the line? Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm glad, like you had mentioned, I'm not making these decisions. <laughs> I don't want to no. be making these I know. decisions. Because either way, conference. people are going to be happy or unhappy yeah, you about can't it. Make you everybody can't win. happy. You can't There's win. zero chance, right? I mean, w- in life, you can't make anybody happy. And when you're a 100 year pandemic, you certainly can't make everybody happy, right? So you have to try and do what's best for the athlete, number one. And then for your financials, mm-hmm. and the health has to be. First and foremost, obviously, but there also comes a point where it's like, okay, we got to move on. You know what I mean? Like we can't, we can't do this anymore when that'll be. I don't know if we move it to the spring. I am confident that they can make that work. Can they change a lot or will a lot be changed in a month from now? I don't know. Can a lot be changed in eight months from now? Then I think we're talking where, 
okay, we can maybe make this happen. Mm -hmm. I feel way more confident about a March football, like if a spring football were supposed to start, if that's actually the start of our college football season. I don't know how you feel about that. Oh, we're pretty that's cold long. in November. I know, but that, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm like, they can't move it to the spring. We're going to be more, freezing. It's more rain there, right? That's like, that's true. the bad part. Like, Oof. we usually have one Friday night for football in high school or one raining. Saturday yeah. where it's raining. But you think how much it rains in the spring here. Like, you know, it's going to be really, really rainy. And that rainy cold is just like It's the worst. Nasty. I would rather it snow. I would rather it be oh, snowing absolutely. than rain. No doubt. Yeah, give me snow any day over the rain <sighs> and cold. But I, I do feel confident that if they do switch this to the spring, mm-hmm. that it will go off and we'll feel better about that. And, like, you know, maybe there's a vaccine by then. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think that's not that far off to think, like, hey, okay, if you put a vaccine by January, okay, maybe I could see that, you know, right. where, it, where it could be widespread and, and enough to, you know, play sports again. Yeah, but what if there's not? Is this going to well, be? Well, like be I in said, a cycle I, saw, I thought, you know, in, in, during basketball season, I was like, all right, well, you know, by football season, everything will be okay. Right. And here we are. And everything is not okay. Here we are. <laughs> and we're still in the same patterns here. Yes, we flattened the curve in a lot of areas, but now that curve is starting to spike again mm-hmm. as we open more things up. And I don't know. Just uh, we're on a merry-go-round just <laughs> in circles. <laughs> it seems and that's like the every fear, day think, is the same. Right. Yep. Uh, uh, and that's where. I'm so thankful for the TBT. I know. <laughs> Thank you, TBT. Thank you, TBT. <laughs> We've had something to cheer for and root for and just rooting for sports again. I think that was such a, a reprieve and a, uh, a nice way to end a Friday. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up on that positive note. Yeah, let's, let's end on a good note. <laughs> yesterday was not a good day for the sports world. I expect more negative days coming up here in the next couple of weeks, and I think the next couple of weeks are paramount. They are huge to where we're going this fall. Yeah. As these leaders and commissioners and governments make decisions, because with Illinois, too, it is up to largely the government in a lot of senses and how our government officials want to lead us in this and lead sports commissioners and presidents and all of this and school presidents. Right. Because it's going to be up to Timothy Colleen and his people around him to decide if they're going to roll out football. Mm -hmm. And they have so far. We've made it to this point. But the school presidents for the Big Ten decide these things. And so. It's going to be a very, very tumultuous next couple of weeks. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. At least we have content. Hey, we've got content. That's another good note. That's a win for us (laughs) in in the TV world. So, all right. For Marley Weird, I'm Brett Behrens. Thanks so much for watching once again or listening on the 3 in 1 podcast.